Hey everyone, welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda and I'm here with Pastor Michael. Amanda, I, I, I do always want to say, and I'm Michael. I know, I, I don't I'm think Amanda. you should. Yeah. I'm Michael. <laughs> and I should point to you. Yeah. <laughs> that you would do be, it. <laughs> we'd be super cool. It would oh be gosh. memorable. Okay, question. What does the Bible say about infant baptism? <sighs> Nothing. I was actually, that is my very first question that I'm just chomping at the bit to ask you is I'm trying to, I'm going through my mind. Like, have I ever seen it done? Mm -hmm. I know that they brought babies to the temple at a, well, to be circumcised, but I don't know if there was something else that happened when they were young. Yeah. So the rituals around traditions. Yeah. There's a lot there. So, um, I'll give you, can I give you a little insight into my personal just so one is i grew up going to catholic school 12 years all boys catholic high school they practice infant baptism um, the church i went to all growing up was a conservative presbyterian church uh, they practice infant baptism okay. uh, church i went to in college uh, before i moved out to chicago um, they practice infant baptism so my world has been pretty immersed in that and it was interesting because in college while i was actually at that church um, I began to change my views to what's called be- believer's baptism, but I have a strong affection in my heart for, um, those who, uh, believe in infant baptism, um, particularly those in the Protestant, um, version of that. So, um, also one of my, call me a geek, but one of the subjects that is of highest interest to me is the practice of baptism in the first three to 400 years of the church. It's a section of church history called the anti-Nicene church history. Mm. Um, and so I, have, I, I wrote a couple papers specifically on infant baptism from the time of about 110 AD, um, to, uh, the fourth century AD. So like, uh, that's my like geek side coming out of me. It like yeah. super interesting to me because I was like, how did the, how did we go from what the Bible taught to some of the practices that we saw in the second century, particularly. Um, and I wanted to figure out how, how that evolved because they seem to be like at odds with each other. So let's talk about, uh, three different versions of baptism. So the first version would be the Roman Catholic baptism. Mm-hmm. So they baptize, um, they're babies, typically infants, very young, could be a week, could be a couple weeks old. They usually like sprinkle. the parent chooses. The parent does, yep. Okay. And then the they have a whole um, service for um, the the baptism, and then um, and they believe. Yeah, they believe that baptism saves you. It, it is the removal oh. of original sin, okay. which prepares you for salvation. So, if you die as a baby, right, um, and you're baptized you're on your way to heaven. Okay. In fact, if you're baptized, the only way not to go to heaven, if you're a Catholic is to commit a mortal sin. So that's a whole different podcast every right. day. But right. um, I'll just, I'll say very bluntly for our Catholic friends listening. No, I mean, no offense by this. Um, we do not believe that baptism saves you or that baptism with water removes original sin. Um, that's just not a conviction that we have because the Bible never addresses it like that. So the second kind of baptism is what we call Protestant infant baptism. Uh, this would be, uh, like Presbyterians, for example. So they baptize infants, but they do not believe the baptism saves them. They believe it is a symbol very much like the third kind of baptism, which is what we call believers baptism. That would be probably my position, which is, um, you believe and then you're baptized. Hence, everybody who is baptized already is a professing believer. So you have Roman Catholic baptism, which we're not going to deal with after this. We have Protestant infant baptism. Okay, be a little bit more clear about that second one. Yes, this is where um, 
again, Presbyterians are kind of the best example of doesn't this. It doesn't save them. It does not save them. Um, it does not remove original sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they believe that baptism is a sign, the sign of the new covenant. Now we, let's just pause. Okay. Let's let's pull yeah. back. Okay. Here's here's how, uh, very simply, people Christians come to the conclusion of infant baptism. So they believe that we are under a new covenant. I believe we're under a new covenant. Right. Okay. In scripture, most covenants have what's called a sign. It is an external symbol that uh, is indicating, it symbolizes the internal reality. Okay. So if you go back to the old covenant, you have um, the old covenant and had a sign. The sign of the old covenant was? Sacrifice? Circumcision. Close. Circumcision. Yeah. Okay. So circumcision was the sign of the covenant. Um, and so here's what we know about the sign of a covenant. A sign can be applied before the reality of the covenant has taken place. So a, a Jewish boy is eight days old. He receives the sign of the covenant, which is the cutting off of his foreskin. Yeah. Uh, but that symbolizes the removal of his sin through faith. Mm. Now, that reality does not take place until that kid's older. Yeah. So the sign is applied before the reality. Okay. If the child grows up and rejects God, the sign stands as a symbol of condemnation, not affirmation. Mm. So every time that little boy goes to the bathroom, he's reminded if he rejects Yahweh that he's been cut off. Okay. Mm. So the sign is applied before the reality. Okay. Now let's enter the new covenant. Now there's no wrong answer when I ask you this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some less than great answers, but okay. if you were to surmise based on your study of scripture, what is the sign of the new covenant? Ba- baptism. I don't know. But but it's not required for salvation, but everything is like believe and well and be baptized. So nowhere does it tell you what the sign of the new covenant is. Okay. Nowhere. So let me let me say it this way. It would be logical that baptism could be the sign of the new covenant. Well, then why doesn't it ever say it? Like, that's a pretty big deal. Like, think about a circumcision in the Old Testament. That's yeah. a huge, that is a huge deal. deal. Mm-hmm. But nowhere in the New Testament is baptism called the sign of the new covenant. So there's a whole book devoted to the realities of the new covenant. It's the book of Hebrews. And the book of Hebrews never once connects baptism to even being the sign of the new covenant. And, and Hebrews from beginning to end is, is really about the, the nature and the application of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. So, um, you also now look at the pattern in the new Testament and every single time someone is baptized, um, it is because they believed even when it says them and their whole household, um, or their children, it's never the word for infants. It's, it's a word for older children who have the ability to actually believe, um, every person in scripture that is baptized previously believes. And, um, they, again, they have these household baptisms and it's a really interesting dynamic because, um, a dad would come home, he'd profess faith in Christ and then his wife and all of his kids would believe, but well, that was very normal. God would typically save households in that culture. Mm-hmm. And then they would all go get baptized. Mm-hmm. My problem with infant baptism is, is really twofold. It's never mentioned. Uh, it doesn't follow the pattern. Well, I'll go threefold. And there's, there's also no connection to baptism as the sign of the new covenant. Um, I just would think that that would be really, really, really important. But let's, let's flip this. If Amanda Diaz could convince me that baptism was the sign of the new covenant, 
I would support infant baptism. Because in scripture, the sign is applied before the reality. Mm. Baptism mm -hmm. is an outward symbol of the inward reality. Okay. Um, and if you could convince me of that, I would say then it is appropriate to apply the sign, baptism, before the reality, heart conversion. So do you think the Protestant sector believes that? Is that why they do that before the actual conversion? The Presbyterians historically do, yes. Okay. Um, Lutherans historically do. Most Methodists historically mm -hmm. do. A lot of the denominational churches will baptize. Um, they come from theological traditions that teach that uh, baptism is the sign of the new covenant. Okay. Okay. I just, I want it to be. Mm -hmm. It's like all my growing up, all the training I've ever had, right? Yeah. And uh, when when I would listen to these debates between infant Baptists and believers Baptists, like this was the Achilles heel of the infant Baptists. Mm. The believers Baptists would always be like, yeah, but where is it? But where is it? Yeah. You know, like Bible. it just doesn't even make sense. And mm -hmm. why aren't there people doing it? And why isn't baptism connected to the sign of the new covenant? And why doesn't anybody ever talk about it? Mm -hmm. and, and, and why is ever, it's just... I'm trying to find any justification inside of the New Testament and I can't find anything. Right. Um, but where they go to is they'll find very quickly, very, very quickly, um, by the second century, uh, Christians, not all, but many Christians are baptizing their babies uh, because the mortality rate was so high. Mm. And this, I'll call it lie, that baptism, water baptism saved you, mm. crept into the early church. We, we know this from studying church history, that heresies or wrong ideas about the gospel were already in the churches of the first century. They're just always bombarding the church. And so what happened is this idea that or that baptism saves you crept into the church very early. That's why I wrote these papers on this, because I was just really intrigued by mm. the evolution of thought on, on the nature of baptism. Um, and, and, and so the Roman Catholic church, as it evolved, it took this practice, but it, it didn't take the practice from scripture. Uh, it really took the practice from, I would call it some perversions in the second century that, that evolved. And then when the Roman Catholic church would, when it birthed Protestantism in the 16th century, they took infant baptism with them. Almost yeah. all of them were infant baptism. And then by the 17th century, a group called Anabaptists emerged and they rejected infant baptism because the whole point of the Reformation was to get back to the word of God. And by the time the 17th century hit, really, they were like analyzing whether they could justify uh, infant baptism with the word and they couldn't. And that's where the Baptist tradition really emerged from. They're Baptists because they believe that baptism comes after you're converted. Now, this is a lot, but are you tracking this with me? Is, yes, and it's actually just making me think about how much damage could be done if you were raised in a household that said, you were baptized as an infant, you're saved, you're good oh, to yeah, go. Totally. I mean, well, if, you're, if it's reiterated, you yeah. know, year after year, and that's how you're raised, yeah. then why do anything else? Well, let me, let me just tell you a really common story. And again, I mean, no condemnation for it, but when you have a... When you have any kind of wrong teaching, it typically reverberates in really negative ways. So if most of my Catholic friends um, lived their life like this, um, they got baptized, their heaven is secure, they didn't commit mortal sins. And so what would happen is, is they would kind of live their life the way they wanted, whether it was uh, with drugs and alcohol or with men or women or whatever. And then they would go to confession and they were good. And because their baptism saved them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, confession was like this extra absolution that 
per permitted them practically to go live however they wanted. So here's the notion. I'm going to live like crazy tonight and go to confession tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that is the implication of these kinds of teaching the, where I appreciate the Protestant teaching is that they never, ever taught that. Um, the conservative Presbyterians never, ever taught it's not confirming your that yourself, yeah. you're saved because you were baptized. Yeah. And I'm thankful that they never taught that. They yeah. always taught. I mean, the gospel is so clear. Yeah. Um, and the churches that I grew up in and in the Presbyterian church, especially like just really clear, you are right. saved by grace through faith. Yeah. Um, but they also believed you could receive the sign before the reality because that was the pattern of the Old Testament. And again, if you could prove to me that baptism is the sign of the new covenant, mm -hmm. I would affirm infant baptism as a good practice. Totally. Yeah. We're so, just working with what the Bible tells us. If Jesus yep. said it, if he said, bring your infants and have them be baptized, yep. he would be the first I'd, one. I'd be the first one to do right. it. And, and again, I appreciate my, I, I'm thinking about my Presbyterian friends because they're yeah. one of the few mainline denominations that has not pretty much fully abandoned the gospel. I mean, there's some versions of Presbyterianism yeah. that has. Yeah. Uh, and they would they they would just be chomping at the bit to be on the other side of this mm. mic and say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah. And the conversation will always with me come back to this. Just open up the word and show me. Yeah. And they can't. Yeah. Not because they're dumb. It's just, I see it. They're convicted. They believe it's theological. If they've been raised up in it too. Yeah. It's really hard to rewire totally. that kind of mindset. Yep. Um, so if you have a, a buddy who, is, who believes in infant baptism, you are united in Christ if they have a pure gospel. This is not a dividing issue. This mm -hmm. is not like a, you're a dumb person issue. I mean, this is just good Christians disagree as long as we're not believing that uh, baptism saves. Saves. That's yeah. awesome. And Amen. super clear. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Next time we're going to be talking about, is it okay if my pastor is a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> like mine. <laughs> <laughs>